Let's Talk Land, a weekly land education talk show devoted to learning about land and farms, buying and selling, ownership, and especially for real estate agents and realtors. Hey, learn from the experts, guys. This is free land education, something that the real estate industry doesn't really provide. Uh, hi, my name's Lou Jewell. I'm an accredited land consultant with United Country Real Estate, Sutton Properties, along with my co-host, Teresa Martin, who's one of our agents. Teresa is out selling property. I can't get her in the studio. She's uh, It's crazy, this real estate industry. So uh, we'll miss, uh, it'll be solo today with our guests. Buying or selling homes, land or farms in western Piedmont, North Carolina, or southern Virginia, just give us a shout. We'll help you out. Our office is at 102 East Main Street next to BB&T Bank in downtown Pilot Mountain, North Carolina. Our company website's www.allsuttonproperties.com. That's A-L-L-S-U-T-T-O-N properties, plural.com. All of our shows are dedicated to the Realtors Land Institute staff and our members. Our national website's www.rliland.com. Hey, I want you to listen to me. If you're buying or selling land, you want to deal with people that are trained, have education, okay? The Realtors Land Institute is part of the National Association of Realtors. We have 1,600 members throughout the United States. Go to that website and find the closest one, uh, accredited land consultant, if that's uh, that's one that has a full degree. And uh, these are the people that's going to save you money or the people that's going to help you make more money. Realtors Land Institute. Hey, all of our shows... Uh, our dedicated, uh, all of our sponsor, I'm sorry, is, is LandHub.com. We'd like to thank LandHub.com. It's the place to be. Hey, our guest today is Dave Dennison. Welcome, Dave. Hey, Lou. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I've been wanting to have you on for a while. I'm glad we could work your schedule. Uh, where are you calling from? I'm calling from beautiful Bloomington, Minnesota, right near Minneapolis, the Twin Cities, St. Paul area. I tell you what, that's got to be God's country up there near the big lake, and you got a lot of trees, and it's got to be beautiful. I haven't had the privilege of being in your beautiful state there. They, they call it the lake, of, the land of ten thousand lakes out here. I'm from Southern California originally, and you know it's. Uh, I like to call them, a lot of them are ponds. You know, you probably got legitly about uh, fifty decent sized lakes and, and about nine thousand five hundred ponds out here. But uh it's it's great great weather this time of the year, great boating out here, fish and all that kind of good stuff. Well, I just want to introduce you a little bit. The first thing is I want to acknowledge you as an Eagle Scout. I'm an Eagle Scout. My son's an Eagle Scout. What an incredible program the scouting for the guys and the gals. Uh so um I always like to have an Eagle Scout on. I've had quite a few. I didn't even know they were, but I picked it up. I want to point that out first because I'm proud to be one. I'm sure you are as well. Absolutely. Well, I think it really developed my uh, my love for, for land, you know, just with all the camping we did and canoeing trips. We did a, a uh, 25-mile hike in the Grand Canyon one wow. time. You know, just so many great outdoor adventures, sure. and I'm so grateful for the uh, the memories and and the life skills from Boy Scouts. Yeah, I was uh, with a very large troop. It was one of the largest in North Carolina, in Charlotte, where I grew up. Uh, troop seventy, prize of Presbyterian Church, and one of our assistant scoutmasters had strategically bought a couple hundred acres prior to uh, Interstate uh, seventy seven, which hadn't been constructed, uh, crossing Interstate eighty five just north of Charlotte. And we have permanent campgrounds there. So we schedule camping every month except the summer when we go to Camp Steer uh, for two weeks at summer camps, Boy Scout summer camp. And I calculated uh, all the years, and I think I was 18 when I left, uh, that I'd spent right at one year of my life camping on the ground. And, wow. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's, it's a great, great laurel to uh, have, and what a great program. You enjoy uh, working out and your church and playing games with your family. Tell me about your family. Yeah, so I, I have the, the privilege of having three ladies in my life. Oh, my gosh. Wife, my wife, and, and the two girls. So I, the estrogen in my house, man, it, is, it, it runs high. <laughs> I bet it No doubt does. about it. I bet it does. How old are, you, are, you, are your daughters? My, uh, my oldest daughter, she's going to be a junior in high school, so she's, about to be 16, you know, she, she's rearing to go with driving, 
and um, got got the whole teenage thing going on. Incredibly smart young lady, uh, but you know you know how it goes with teenagers. Absolutely. They're they're really growing into their own wings and wanting more space and independence. And then on the other hand, I got my my nine year old daughter. She's actually our miracle girl. It, take check this out if you can believe it. She was born less than a pound. What? She was 12.4 ounces when she was born. She was That's 23 incredible. weeks gestationally. So sure. luckily she's she's healthy today and everything's great, but it, it was tenuous. Yeah, God bless year. her. Good for her. Wow, what a great story. And you run a family business. You're actually involved in a couple different businesses. And the one we wanted to talk about today and introduce to our audience, you have a podcast like mine. Uh, and uh, and and you're um, involved in helping people uh, find their dream with land investments, uh, land acquisitions, and it's called. If you guys are uh, near, got a, an instrument, and please, if you're driving, don't go here. But you may want to check out uh, Dave's website, uh, Generation Farm. I'm sorry, Generation Family Properties, GenerationFamilyProperties.com. We'll mention that a couple times, and uh, his podcast. It's called Land, I'm sorry, Land Stories. Well, boy, where did I go there? Land Stories is your podcast. What what uh, what outlets uh, support your podcast? We're, we're all over the place. You know, you know I'm, I'm, uh, I don't have a radio station, but uh, we're, we, we are on uh, iTunes and Spotify and Google and all of those different places you normally get podcasts. People cool. can check out Land Stories. Yeah, we want to do that. So that's another place you can go. You've got his website, which is generationfamilyproperties.com, as well as Land Stories podcast. As uh, Dave mentioned, you should be able to find them somewhere. I guess if you just Google it, uh, you know, it should direct you to some of those. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we have resources all over the place. we we got a YouTube um, channel that um, features a lot of that education as well as all, all the properties that um, we, we get videos yeah, no, done of. So a lot of checkouts yeah. everywhere. Yeah, it's, it was Google Generation Family Properties, you'll find us. Gotcha. So Land Stories, a podcast that was created and hosted by Generation Family Properties, uh, managing partner Dave Dennison, who's our guest today. He also has a passion for land that it, Knighted by after experiencing such great feedback from selling his first few properties, what what were those first few properties? Get us excited. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, you know, Lou, actually, how how I I got into land. My um my folks um, did well with residential real estate. Okay. And in Southern um, California, right? Yeah, yeah, and so they started out actually with um, they inherited um, some property from from my, my grandma when she had passed away, and, and they, they moved a couple of times and, and kept the old places and rented them out. And uh, they bought a place in, in Washington where I went to school. I went to school at Seattle Pacific University. Oh, what a great school. And they, what's that, too? What's I, that, sir? I said, what a great school. Yeah, I've heard, I had a friend of mine that went there years and years ago. It is, yeah. No, wonderful, wonderful um, private Christian school, nice and small and intimate. And um, so I got my taste um, helping to manage one of the properties, and I hated it. You know, it, it was something I really didn't enjoy. Mowing the grass, um, the hot water heater just broke at 3 in the morning. Uh, you're two months behind on your rent, uh, all that fun. And the roof's leaking. Yeah, uh, the termites and, and the toilets and, you know, all that stuff that happens. Actually, in this particular case, the uh, the gentleman... Um, this was back during the the second Gulf War, and he was serving our country, um, and and was going off and on overseas, and and um, unfortunately, it was a, a really hard situation to manage. You know, you want to support the guy, but on the hand, you got the mortgage bill to pay, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, it was it was it was it was made me swear away from the thing <laughs> altogether, and so. Um, I mentioned earlier, you mentioned earlier, I have a couple of different businesses, and my, my daughter was born prematurely, and um, I really wanted to secure a great future for her. Of course. And um, I wanted to, to do, I was inspired by what my parents did, but I was like, man, I don't, 
I, I don't want to um, deal with all these these tenant issues. And so um, I, I happen to stumble across someone um, that um, that would teach how to buy and sell land. And so I said, you know what? I could see that working for me. And so um, I tried it out a little bit back at the end of 2017. So we're, we're going on four years now in this business. Okay. And I was like, man, this is great stuff. Yeah, because it, it was so fun seeing people so excited about the American dream of owning some real estate. And um, in our case, to provide... In, in many times, owner financing, people that normally couldn't pay cash for a property, we could make their dream happen. So that really meant a lot to me, and, and I really loved um, every aspect of the business. And it's all been learning experience. Exactly. And I, I'm, I'm still learning, you know, uh, four years in. 30 years, I teach all over the country. I've got a four-hour CE class, the only land class for CE, continuing education credit for our real estate and industry in North Carolina. I'm it. And I'm finding out I'm the only one in the country in my radio show. And believe me, at the age of 72, I'm still learning. Everyone, I'm going to learn something today because you're going to help me out. Uh, and we're going to help our listening audience out there too. That's what this show is all about. So you have a great passion for helping others. We're going to drill down in some of these techniques that you've learned and hopefully uh, stimulate some, uh, some ideas from folks. And I'm, I'm with you, brother. I, I have never, ever wanted to. I, I even hate selling houses. I shouldn't say that as a professional. I mean, I do it, obviously, and I enjoy doing it, but there's nothing like land. You get out there with God's country and nature and, 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 and all the elements. I was showing a 30-acre track today, this morning early, and uh, with my dog, Shada, and, uh, and uh, my beautiful clients I've been working with, and we're making an offer. I just got a text prior to our show. So, uh, But there's nothing like it. But you love helping, uh, uh, obviously, your passion and, and understanding to help educate and inform. And, and I think uh, we share that, Dave, uh, because I tell my clients, I, unfortunately, I'm a teacher, uh, not by profession, uh, you know, until I started teaching for RLI back in 03 uh, and started my land class five years ago. You know, I'm not a professional teacher, but I do enjoy sharing what I learned and helping others uh, understand this wonderful, wonderful uh, not a job. People say you're going to work, Dave, and you're like me probably. I don't work. <laughs> it's not work to me. I said, I'm going to the playground. My, play yes. my playground's the nature out there in the woods and beautiful people and intelligent conversations and sharing sharing what the good Lord's given us. But um, you had that little thing. A dad's joke, how to ensure your property has a clean title. Uh, it's one of your, your uh, uh, land story that covers that topic. I'd like to drill down on that, probably in our next section here. And uh, sure. it just puts a smile at me, too. I, I, I tell, in fact, again, I reminded my clients today, don't invest in anything unless your heart, your spirit, your soul is guide you. You know, the good Lord says this is it, and he will. But until that happens, don't, don't, uh, don't, don't invest in anything. Keep looking. It's out there for you. Uh, it, it, you'll get matched up with it. But, uh, you know, I always bring that up uh, to my clients, and I'm sure you do too. You, is this really the one you want? Is this where you want to make this commitment? Uh, so, uh, Well, you know, I, th I think so many people, and rightly so, get really excited about a property. And, um, frankly, a lot of our folks buy property sight unseen. You know, they, they don't even see them in many cases, but sure. I think... Um, well, you've structured that in your marketing and your presentation. Uh, the, the information's there, and you do a great job, by the way, on your on your website. Thank you. Thank you. And I think people get so excited, they often forget to look at the details. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, well, you, you, like with the zoning, yeah, and we yeah. include that information out there for folks. Sure. Hey, you can do this, but you can't, you can't do that. Or maybe you can do it all. You know, I think... Um, I would encourage folks, you know, really make sure that uh, be excited, but um, take take a step back for a second and make sure that you can do what you want to do with a property. Yeah, and you got your restrictions too, and some have, some don't, but that's part of it. And these are things that I teach uh, other real estate agents because there's no land education out there other than the Realtors Land Institute. And we have ten two-day courses, and you know they're four or five hundred dollars, and you don't have to be a realtor to take them. You're welcome to do it. But, uh, you know, it's all these elements. There's so much to land. It's a little four-letter word, but it's got a damn long tail. Hey, our guest today is Dave Dennison. 
uh, with Generation Family Properties. This is Let's Talk Land. We'd like to thank our sponsor, LandHub.com. Sell your land, land of your dreams. About your uh, your one of your companies, uh, Generation Family Properties. I love that name. dot com, FamilyGenerationProperties.com, and um, and um, and your podcast, um, Land Stories Podcast. Um, What's some of the experiences that you've had uh, that might you've run into, and how do you help people? Sell me a piece of land. <laughs> All right, Lou. Well, I think um, let, let me just talk about my experiences a little bit because sure. maybe that'll help everyone listening, whether you're a realtor or, or someone that's interested in land. I think um, as, as someone that what we do, you know, I'm, I'm not a realtor, but uh, we we own land and, and we sell land and we buy land. And so maybe some, some of these experiences might help somebody else. I hope, I hope it does. I sure. think, um, early on in, um, in, in my journey four years ago, you know, one of the pieces of advice that was given to me was never buy land in an HOA. And, I think there's some reason why uh, other folks like myself might say something like that. Uh, but I think what what so many folks do is they paint such a, a broad brush over certain areas, they really miss out on on certain gems. And, and, and certainly not every property is meant, meant for everybody, but there, there is a place for somebody, uh, for everybody, uh, with with land if they're interested in it. And I think if you're looking for a good deal, if you're looking to um, find a situation where you have a motivated seller, you and I were talking uh, between between the break of, of, um, of, hey, you make your money on the buy. Right. That's certainly true of me yeah. when I buy land. Sure, you know, to find a motivated seller, um, I've found often – like HOAs, you could have more motivated sellers because um, they are might be behind on the HOA dues. Someone that doesn't want a property anymore, they're not going to use it. Um, they get an HOA bill. Maybe they even get a water or sewer bill on top of the property taxes. And uh, they're not intended on building on it. And it just becomes what used to be this beautiful thing becomes a burden for them. Sure. Um, so if you find a piece of land that you love and it's in an HOA, don't necessarily discount it. You might be able to get a really sweet price on it. Um, so that was one of the pieces of advice that, that I found that I hope um, Never thought of that. Out. I haven't run across that scenario, but that's going to be uh, something I'm going to investigate and share with my students and, of course, on the show here. Uh, that's, that's uh, you know, we find stuff uh, uh, mostly uh, estates is where we get a lot of our listings. You know, it's grandfather's farm, and he's died, and, you know, there's 12 heirs, and they're scattered all over the country or world, and none of them wants it, and, you know, help liquidate it. So uh, right. that's uh, absentee owners is the other going through GIS and uh, contacting folks that, you know, uh, live 50 miles or further usually uh, and uh, seeing if they're interested in selling their property. And that's, that's been our two main sources for uh, getting listings. Well, and, and certainly um, th- those are great ways to to um, to, to find sellers. Although um, w- one of the things that that I know you you and I were going over the show notes with was um, clean title right. being an issue. Very important. And that's something for me as a land buyer can be a big problem when someone passes away. And uh, a lot of the properties we buy are, are on the smaller end uh, of the spectrum. You know, they might be. $5,000 to, to $20,000 for us to buy. And quite often that kind of flies under the radar right. um, of, of a lot of realtors because it's not worth worth it on, on their end to to go and, and spend time on something they're going to make 200 bucks off of. You know, and they've done that. For, huh. yeah. um, for, for realtors. And so um, on our end, when we're into a property that has has an estate issue, well, now you have problems with, with the title. You know, someone that's passed away, they can't just, um, their heirs can't necessarily just sign it over to you. Um, you might have to go through probate, or you might have to um, go through the courts. In some states, like I think Oklahoma, for example, 
there is a form called an affidavit of heirship that allows you to avoid probate. Interesting. So in, in some cases, you can actually avoid some of the expensive law stuff, and every state is different. Absolutely. And, and, and this is why, you know, as, as you're getting to take a class like yours, Lou, you know, it can be really helpful for folks to, to understand some of those differences and, and those, those little shortcuts as to, hey, in this state you can do this, but you can't do this. In this other state you can't do this, but you can do this. So um, I think understanding those, those kinds of things, as you understand the nuances in your area are so important, that can help out if you're a realtor, your clients, um, or if you are an investor like myself, you know, you can, you can get around some of them. That brings me to the point. What states uh, are you active in? We're buying and selling land here in Minnesota a little bit. Okay. We've done a lot in Colorado, Arizona, um, New Mexico, and Oregon are the primary places. But we're going to expand. We're okay. um, uh, with a with a with a buddy. Um, we we formed another company, and we're getting into Florida and. Texas and some other places. So you can check out, um, of course, Generation Family Properties, or if you want to look for some of uh, more of the South, we're going to have Southern Family Lands that's going to have um, some properties more more in that, that neck of the country. Okay. So for our listening audience out there, you know, go to that website, generationfamilyproperties.com, and you can preview the available properties. And I guess you update those as you get contracts and sell them. I've seen that on your site. So, uh, you know, these are active listings, unless there's a negotiation going on that, you know, could happen. But uh, it's a great site. You've really done a good job with it, and it's very informative. Thank you. Thank you so much. So uh, uh, that's where you buy and sell land, and you're expanding that. So if you've got uh, uh, a background or interest, I guess you can contact uh, Dave and say, you know, I'm in South Carolina, and I've been doing this a little bit, and I want to do more. Maybe we could join venture here. Right? I mean, you would be open to that. Yeah, it depends on the situation, but sure. I'm always open to talking. You know, you, you never know uh, what, what life brings in. I'm always open to love meeting new people, and, you know, land is such a fun business, and, and getting to learn um, some of these things. And, and maybe I can learn from them, and they can learn from me, and, and we can talk. There's talking and there's doing, right? So, yes, sir. So the listening audience out there would pose a question. If, if you could own only one particular property in one particular county for your own personal use, how, how would you go about choosing that? How do you help people do that? Oh, man, Lou, that's a, that's a great question. You know, there's um, so many beautiful places that, that uh, I've, had, I've, I've helped people buy and sell properties. And, and for my personal tastes, uh, my family and I, with, with being an Eagle Scout, we, we love hiking, uh, we, we love camping and, and glamping with, with three girls, you know. We're, yeah. we're not going to go too too hardcore on uh, on the camping. Um, but but we love um, adventures, you know, whitewater, rafting, um, and um, uh, doing doing things like that. Uh, ATVs, you know, we'll get out on, on ATVs and hit some trails. We just did that near Red River, New Mexico. And there's, there's so many places you can do that, but I, I just go back to... Colorado, that's been one of my, my favorite states. And in Colorado, if, if you imagine anything close to Denver is super expensive. The farther out you get from the metro, the cheaper and cheaper it gets. So if, if I could have my pick, I like um, Park County, um, that area, or a little bit to the west of Park County is, is uh, Chafee County. There's some great rivers going through that area. You, you got trees. You got some flatter areas, so you could build on them. Um, so that would probably be be one of the, the places that I, I would really love to to buy land if if I could. So I see uh, just perusing your site, a lot of these are subdivision lots. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Usually, a lot of the places we buy. Um, have been out there for 20 or, or 30 years or, or longer. And um, nowadays, a lot of the, the the people that bought them back then are, are um, saying, you know what, we're not going to use this property. We're right. not going to build on it like we hoped to. Sure. And uh, we ended up snatching it up from them and uh, turning around and selling it. 
So with those, because I've, I've developed, I've developed over 60 rural subdivisions. Believe it or not, I'm working on a 960-acre track right now in Stokes County that uh, has five and a half miles on the Dan River, and a lot of it on both sides of the river. And, and our laws here, and that's what I always encourage people, especially if you want to develop, is first thing you do is read the subdivision ordinance of the jurisdiction that you're operating in, because that's the rules of the game. And you, know, you buy a monopoly, and never played it before, what's the first thing you do? People say, read the rules. I say, no, you open up the box first, then you read the rules. But that's just uh, tongue-in-cheek. But, but uh, you know, that tells you what you can do. And here in North Carolina, we have a 10-acre rule. Uh, if you're subdividing land, uh, as long as you stay 10 acres or more, you don't have to get the government involved. You just go do it. And then there's some minor subdivision that you can do some lots, three or four, depending on what jurisdiction. Virginia... You've got, and I'm licensed in both, you can do a three, five-acre subdivision without getting in paving roads and going through the two years of money going out before we can sell the first one. So I'm assuming that a lot of these lots were in these statuses uh, where somebody took some acreage track and made lots. And with that, you probably got, uh, like you mentioned, the HOAs, but you probably have protective, as I like to call them, restrictive covenants, you know, uh, the size of the home minimum, uh, no junk cars and licensed vehicles, garbage has to be maintained, road maintenance agreement. Uh, does a lot of these properties have that, that you're that you're dealing with? Actually, what's interesting, Lou, um, is in most of the places, I'm not saying all, but most, um, you actually, most of them don't have an HOA. And um, someone subdivided the land and the county has agreed to maintain the roads. Okay. And so in most of these cases, and there are exceptions, that we do have some properties that are in HOAs, um, the, the counties maintaining the roads, property taxes are, are super cheap, and the restrictions are only the ones that the county has. So, so the developer's not charged with the... See, when I develop, I'm charged with uh, putting the... Or none, uh, if we want covenants. Uh, that, that falls on us, not the county. The county enforces them, but uh, it's up to the declarant uh, to generate those to the attorney uh, to uh, write them up. And then, of course, that has to be disclosed. And they're recorded with the deed when you buy the property. So you've mm -hmm. got the rules. And every, Like I said, it's fun. Every, every little part's different, isn't it? <laughs> well, and, and here in Minnesota, I've found that um, rather than what I'm used to, which is what I've described, you know, and it, that the county is setting the rules in Oregon and Colorado and sure, New Mexico West. and Arizona. And here in, in Minnesota, it seems to be the town that's really setting the rule. And so within a county, you can really have huge differences from one town to another. Um, so even though land might have been subdivided, it seems like it's the town who's setting the rule um, on those. And so, like you said, you got to do your homework. You know, you really got to understand when you're, you're buying land, what, what can you do and not do and and it can really differ from one place to another. And I found, you know, m most folks at a county are pretty nice and pretty easy oh, I love working to deal with. with. The government employees, I, I do consulting uh, all over the United States. Because, you know, somebody will come out and say, you wouldn't believe this. I just inherited a daggum thousand-acre farm in Colorado. And I don't know what to do with it. So guess where I go? I go to that www.rliland.com. Of course, I know all the members and organization. Uh, and I'll find the closest one to that particular area. And, of course, you can use the uh, county to get the tax cards and uh, all that information. You can pull deeds, look at all the covenants and, and descriptions. Is it an old survey, especially on acreage tracks? That gets real scary because the surveying methods have changed. And then I use farm credit. Uh, I go and, and uh, to them and say, uh, you know, what's, what's this acreage track in this area selling for in your market? And, by the way, who is your land person uh, that I can talk to the land broker there and build a lot of relationships that way. So it's a methodology that I've created, and I can pretty much evaluate land anywhere in the country and be within 3 to 5% of what the market value is. And uh, so it's, great. it's something I've developed. Yeah, it's a great tool. It's not that hard. It's a lot of fun. But you mentioned the government employees. I, I've always found uh, they're, they're some of the, they'll just go out of their way. Well, you know, it's 25 cents to uh, make a copy uh, but, I mean, can you scan it or fax it or, you know, oh, yeah, I'll take care of it. Don't worry about the 25 cents. So, well, and, 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 of course, their offices have limited hours. Exactly. So, yeah, you work well, around that. 
they're very helpful. They're closed on Fridays. Unfortunately. So don't, don't reach out on Fridays. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, our guest today is uh, this morning is Dave Dennison with uh, GenerationFamilyProperties.com. This is Let's Talk Land. We'd like to thank our sponsor, LandHub.com. Buying or selling land, try LandHub.com. So our guest today is Dave Dennison, and we're talking about this wonderful organization you've set up, helping people find their dreams. Uh, golly, what what type of vocation is that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's it's a fun life, man. You know, it's um to to hear people so excited about. I've been dreaming about this my whole life. Oh yeah, and and then they get to do it. You know, there's there's no better feeling. No, there's not. There's not. You you uh, mentioned uh, uh, what exactly? It's a question. Uh, what exactly is raw land? And why is it sought out? Uh, I'd like to, I've got my, obviously, perspective on it. Uh, I'd like to hear yours. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it's raw land to me, you know, encompasses so many different areas. To me, it, it's, it's land that, that might be um, a little developed. Maybe someone's cleared it a little bit. Maybe they've even put a concrete pad on there, but there's not anything actually built on it. Um, there's, you know, there's no um, no improvements. Yeah. No, no, no major improvements to it. You know, but it, I think as we look at land, raw land, to me, that could be farmland. That could be timber and wood. That could be a lot of what we do. You know, which are more residential lots. It could be a commercial lot. Um, so it could be in a city, it could be out of a city. So it really covers, and, and this has been something in my journey, you know, there's so many different things you can do with different types of land. Exactly. A lot of ways you can slice and dice it, and, like you've been doing, um, yeah. subdividing. Yeah. You know, you can, you can um, do, do the, the land banking concept. You know, start with something super big and, and keep banking money as you're going along and getting something smaller and smaller and smaller. Um, so there, there's so many different ways you can you can go about land and, and investing in land. People say they're not making land anymore. I said, heck, I've been doing it for years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also say, except in Hawaii. Exactly. You know, they're, they're making, making land out there. Absolutely, still. absolutely. Touche. Uh, you know, but it's, uh, 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 we run out of inventory. I, I, I profess that uh, I'm a retail store, and I have products just like any retail store. You know, yeah. some people have hamburgers, some people have shoes, some people have uh, roller skates, uh, whatever. And uh, my product is, is land and real estate, but specifically land. And the person's looking for the one-acre lot, the three-acre lot, the five-acre lot, the 10, the 20, the 30, the 50, the 100, the 1,000, and so on, okay? And that's inventory. And what happens is the most popular, uh, at least in our rural market areas that I cover, is not so much lots, but, uh, you know, three to five acres of the tens and definitely the 20s and maybe the 30s, but the tens and 20s. And, you know, we run out of them, you know, like right now. I used to keep uh, 60 to 70 land listings. I've had as many as 218 over the years at one time, and I'm down to six. And it's just, you know, nobody wants to sell their land right now. They want to keep it because they don't know where this future is going. Um, or other reasons, and um, and uh, so I'll go buy a 50-acre track, a 100-acre track, a 200-acre track, and using our subdivision laws, uh, that 10 acres or more, and I'll create those tens like I'm doing with this 960 acres. I'm breaking that up into tens, 20s, and 30-acre tracks, and more depending on topography, accessibility, features, and, and so on. So, uh, uh, you know, to me, that's raw land, too. Uh, it's... Uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's unimproved. Uh, you know, building roads or improving the old logging roads, or you know, so um, cool. We're on the same page on that one. <laughs> yes, sir. What what are the key channels for marketing? How how, how do you uh, other than your website, which is uh, generationfamilyproperties.com, uh, and um, what what, uh, what what what's your marketing secrets? How are you getting the word out? Yeah, so so for for anyone that that maybe wants to um, sell properties, I think for us, you know, we, we, how we have done well is by really doing everything possible 
Um, and, and I try new stuff all the time. So um, we've had a lot of success on using lands.com, which is owned by Coinstar, and they, they own a bunch of different websites. They're, they're the biggie out there. I don't know, Lou, if you've had I much experience. Them, I, I helped yeah. them get started, that Landwatch and all of them back in the old days when this this uh, technology changed. I actually consult, I was building my own website uh, like them at the same time, and it didn't work out. And uh, But anything, I did all the research. In fact, I got the files in my filing cabinet. There was like 27 land websites. This is oh, back yeah. in 2006. Uh, five and six and seven and and uh, and I, I would contact them. I still anything new. I, in fact, go to my shows. Uh, I've promoted several of the new websites out there, uh, and any anyone that has one, I'm welcome to have them on and help them promote it. But um, yeah. it's uh, yeah, we um so we like we like the lands.com network, which includes Landwatch and Land and Farm and, and those guys. Those those have been wonderful at providing leads and and ultimately we get we get sales out of it land flip yeah. is another yep. wonderful Roy Pulp. website yep Roy Pulp. Used to, uh, nobody wrote articles about land it was crazy and and uh, Roy started that website and and I said uh, I've written a couple articles about land he says uh, I said why don't you put them on your website and that's what started that if you'll go and look uh, some of the, some of the very shout to stop some of the very first ones uh, you'll still see my articles on if you go all the way back and I did that for him for a couple of years but uh, it, it's amazing uh, even our industry and I, I, I fight this all the time I'm extremely involved uh, our code of ethics uh, you know the, the National Association of Realtors we're self self policing we have our own internal code of ethics and we we discipline our uh, within ourselves we don't go outside I mean you can go to court obviously but uh, we have uh, Code of Ethics. It's over 100 years old. Uh, one of the few organizations, I think it's one of the oldest, with 27 articles. And one of them is Article 11, says land realtors shouldn't be involved in a real estate transaction that they do not have proper training or education. Well, duh, where do you get it if nobody's offering it? And it, it mentioned the disciplines, uh, the, what we call specialties, like commercial, residential, appraisal, international, and, but it never had the four-letter word land. And I kept challenging that when I go to the national right. conventions. Why not land? Well, land's under commercial. I said, well, yeah, we have commercial land, but <laughs> that's a very, very small percentage of, of the land out there. And I've got that through the professional standards. I instigated that. In 2010, they approved it and had a standing ovation. So land is now a specialty in our code of ethics. But, you know, the realtors, and that's what I caution people out there that's buying and selling, you know, God bless you, you know, and realtors do a great job, but there's so many pieces to this, and you get into some of these complicated uh, uh, real estate transactions, you shouldn't be doing it. You need to get get me involved, or an ALC, or an RLI person, or someone in your area that has experience. And uh, on the flip side of that, you're, you're not a, a licensed real estate agent or a realtor, and that's fine, and sometimes that gets in your way. Uh, I, I, I took that challenge years ago when I was developing. I said, I don't need my license to do this. And all the fees I have to pay and all the uh, continuing education and the privilege license and blah, 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 blah. And I, I almost dropped my license years ago. Uh, and uh, I'm glad I didn't. Uh, but, uh, you know, you don't have to have a real estate license to buy and sell land. So, uh, you know, just and you and you're an example of that. You're doing a fabulous job. Well, and, and I think um, to to our, our realtor friends, you know, I think just just like any any profession, right? The the cream rises to the top, and I certainly would love to work with realtors, and um, and we have in a few cases. But uh, when when I'm interviewing someone, boy, I, I know that they got a hustle. You know, what are you going to bring to the table? Sure, different than what I can do myself, and. Um, so, well, especially certainly. with what you're marketing, the smaller tracks, like you said, you know, like any business, it's all about the money. And, I, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I, I sold a 109-acre track uh, last November uh, for a million two with the 10% commission. That was a nice payday. And I could spend as much time on that as I would maybe helping someone with a lot, getting a perk test and this and that and the others and making $200. And that's fine. I'm happy to do that, too. Don't get me wrong. I love, like you, 
watching people smile and, and helping them fulfill their dreams. So, and I don't work for money. I work for the big guy upstairs. I get what I get, and I'm happy to have it and, and happy that I have some extra to share with folks. But, uh, you know, so it's a, diff it's a, it's a different, different, uh, different approach. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, certainly, I mean, um, every, everyone has to feed their family. And, and um, you know, what I appreciate about realtors, when I, when I talk with them, obviously they're willing to show properties. Sure. That's not something we usually do. You know, we say to a person, hey, here's a Google Map link, here's the GPS coordinates, um, go check it out. And, and um, some people love being shown properties. And um, certainly the, the higher the dollar value, the more that's worth investing in. Sure. Um, because the, the customer changes, you know, as we go up in dollar value of, of the kind of property that we got. It's, um, it's uh, again, it's, it's, it's the goal in, in helping people, and that's, that's what I get up in the morning to do is who can I help today and, you know, how can I help satisfy them? Uh, and, and land is just, it's just, uh, it, it's just so much fun. It's frustrating. Uh, sometimes you get into issues that get complicated and, you know, that uh, it's landlocked and, and uh, you know, and, you know, how do you solve that problem if you even want to solve that problem and get involved? And, and yes. uh, you know, you mentioned yes. title and, you know, and it doesn't perk, you know, if you get in the rural areas, you, you, you don't have uh, infrastructure, water and sewer uh, provided by the jurisdiction. You're out there, uh, you know, doing soil analysis based on that area's requirements. And there's all kinds of soils and there's all kinds of requirements. Even North Carolina, you, you turn it vertically and it's 800 miles from top to bottom. Uh, people don't realize that. It's, it's uh, uh, two-thirds of the length of Florida, California. And, you know, you got the mountains and you got limited soil depths and, and rocks. And then you got where I am, the good old clay loam. And then you've got uh, the coast, which is sand soil. And each of those have different requirements for the septic systems. So, uh, you know, knowing that. One, one thing I wanted to bring up, too, uh, that, that I advocate and teach in my class is, uh, you know, we're not out there doing this by ourselves. Uh, is the team effort, you know, and I actually created a, a handout for my students, and I have since I first started teaching, called uh, Land 101 Survival Kit. <laughs> but I go through there and I identify all the different people and parties that you're potentially involved in in a real estate transaction. For example, uh, an attorney, uh, you know, uh, you don't want an attorney that's doing tort law in court all the time, you know, trying to do a title search and all, that, that's not what they do. You want to yeah. find an attorney that does real estate, okay? And specifically one that does land, just because they do real estate closings and 99.9% .9 is houses, these attorneys don't have the working knowledge of the 11 different types of easements, for example you know, or the water rights or the setbacks or the, the uh, deferments uh, for timber and, and pasture and so on. So, uh, and then you need a surveyor and you need a soil scientist and you need the county government, you know, their professional services, the courthouse, the mapping office, uh, the websites. Uh, and, you know, so I encourage people to build a team and I say if you can't call them at home at night, you don't have the right relationship. You know, these are people that uh, you rely on and be loyal to them. I mean, I've, my soil scientist, he's the first development I did almost 30 years ago. He's working on that 960 acres for me, you know, doing preliminary soil analysis for septic systems so I can go ahead and get an affidavit uh, so I can put that in my marketing package. What type of team do you have? Yeah, great, great question, Lou. I think my team is, is evolving, you know, as, um, as, as you've got to know me some that uh, – you can tell that that we have properties in different states. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so, you know, on my team, we have a couple of realtors in different states. We got um, people that that are photographers, people that um, have done done uh, some of the perk testing that you're talking about. Um, and every new area, every new county, we go in. Uh, title companies typically is another thing. Yep. Um, and, and getting familiar with them, and and um, that's a lot of that's experience too. You know, sure. if you have a bad experience with someone else, then then you got to find a different team member to help fill in there. Exactly. Um, and and then on my end too, uh, as a company, uh, you know, I've built around 
the company, some salespeople, people that are, are intake managers that will help me with inbound phone calls and, and researching properties. And then we have some international virtual assistants that go and help out with everything from bookkeeping to um, looking at, at the legal and physical access. And then it's my job just to kind of review over everything from the work that someone else is doing and, and ask questions and, and um, bring up things to, to train them in from my four years worth of experience. And, uh, you know, like you said, hey, I'm learning every day. <laughs> new counties, new, uh, new restrictions, new things, uh, forming new teams and new places. You know, it, it's a constant evolving process, but it, it sure is a lot of fun. It, exactly. It's, uh, wonderful to, to meet someone like yourself and, and Thank continue you. to add to the team. Thank you. Know, you. Yeah, of, I'll be uh, happy to be a team of, member. And call me anytime. I I get calls or emails constantly with my students and then uh, other people that just know you know my background. And uh, I'm like in the state uh, that the president, the last five or six state presidents, they say, you know, you got a question about land, call Lou Jewell. So I mean, it's uh, I just got a referral from one of our real estate commissioners on a project uh, for family uh, to help them out in Virginia, but. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your uh, your uh, podcast and some of the folks that you've had on and some of the th- things that you cover. And let's let's uh, explore that. I noticed that um, uh, Jeremy Stevens, uh, who was our national president for the national for the Realtors Land Institute, uh, and uh, several years ago, and um, he and a group of guys started a um, a land brokerage uh, uh, franchise. And I mean, they are some of the top people. Most of them are RLI members uh, in the country. And uh, in building that, uh, several of the agents that came to the party uh, had relationships. Farm credit, and I love farm credit, that's the go to. Anything over five acres is considered non conforming loans. And don't want to get in that whole story, but you can check out some of my farm credit podcasts, and they're nationwide. But they're very limited, uh, they're backed by F- Farmer Mac. Uh, they're very limited, uh, these other lending institutions, on, on what they can do. Uh, but um, he identified three other lending sources uh, and actually created a land mortgage company, uh, which is, I've never heard of one. You know, have got the ones you see on TV, I don't know all the names of them, and, you know, and, and your mortgage brokers uh, that represent more than one lender, but uh, that's in the housing market. This is so refreshing, and uh, thank you, Jeremy. Just did a great job. By the way, that's podcast number fifty on Let's Talk Land. Podcast number fifty, and it's called Landline Lending. LandlineLending.com. Where do you get your? You guys are doing a lot of your own financing, right? But you do have lending sources. We we do, and you know, generally, um, a lot of the properties we deal with um, wouldn't qualify for uh, working with someone like Jeremy. You know, it's um, sure. And so, you know, that, that's where we come in and we can help provide owner financing. But I encourage folks, you know, if, if you're buying a larger track, you know, we have uh, some properties that, that are more in the fifty dollars to $100,000 range and maybe they're large enough acreage, you know, 20, 30, 40 acres. Well, now someone like Jeremy can come in, um, particularly if it's not subdivided already. So right. sub, the subdivided land that we quite often buy wouldn't apply but in his case, it has to be um, pure, unsubdivided land. And so right. um, then folks can work with Jeremy exactly. in those kind of cases. And they'll pay a heck of a lot int- lot less interest than they would to me. Right. So I'd encourage folks, you know, it's a win-win situation as far as I'm concerned. I can get paid with cash. And in, in your case, you know, if you find the right, right property that would work for Jeremy's group, then uh, you're going to be paying a lot less interest, too. Right. So um, I think that it's a great resource, and, and they're a great company for the right situation. So what's been some of your favorite guests or topics on your on your podcast? Land well, I think Jer- Jeremy was great. Yeah, um, he is great. We had um, uh, a number of actually different people that um, bought and sold land across the country, similar to, to what I do. Okay. Um, one of my, my friends, Sean Callahan, he specializes in Florida. He's um, he had ser- served our country in the military, and um, um, 
now is doing land as well and, and has done a lot in Florida. And he was telling us all about the wetlands and some of the stuff you got to watch out for you got it. when you're you're buying Florida land, which is completely different than what I'm used to with um, with Arizona or New Mexico or Colorado, where you don't have that kind of stuff. So um, I love that interview with Sean, both as as a friend, but just as as myself. Sure, learning in the process. Um, one of one of the other episodes that I know is is pretty popular. That um, when you're dealing with someone like myself. Uh, or someone like a, like Sean that um, is is buy and sell land. How do you know it's not a scam? You know, how can you protect yourself? How can you verify? So back early on in in the um, the the podcast, I believe it was episode um, twenty five. We talked about how we bought land. We talked about the kind of deeds in episode twenty seven. And we specifically addressed that that kind of scam concern and how to avoid scams in uh, episode seven. So I know that's that's another real real popular one that that could help um, people out. Another one that was um, kind of fun for me. There was a a gentleman. He and his son um, go uh, are TV stars going around um, filming um, stuff. Um, and that was going back through my archives here. Um, Brian and Tyler Fisher. So they okay. they've had um, some TV shows. They have an off-road channel. Those guys were just fun, and um, uh, that was a really cool podcast. Just just to be able to meet them, it's like you guys are kind of like celebrities. <laughs> so yeah. that was that was that was a real cool podcast as well. What was your favorite one? Oh gosh, putting you on the spot here, Dave. I'm sure you enjoy them all like I do. Somebody asked me that question, I say every one of them. I've enjoyed every <laughs> It's like your kids, one. right? You know, I know. You, you love you you love aspects of all of them. Um I would say the the favorite one um I would uh, I'd go back to that one with Brian and Tyler Fisher. Okay, Fisher's off road. I think yeah, that like that was my favorite one, just uh, chemistry wise, as well as just hearing some of their stories and stuff stuff that they've done. That one was really cool. Yeah, they they roam the country, right? They, they sort of move around the world. Yeah, the world. Even, oh, okay. Too. Wow, I'll have to listen to that one. So, uh, and that's on uh, that's on your uh, podcast, which is. Um, Land Stories, that's the podcast name of it. So uh, if you've got a chance, go there. And it's also his website, generationfamilyproperties.com. Uh, and uh, learn more about what Dave does. And, and if you got some ideas out there, or you may even have some property uh, that he likes to market that uh, he could help you out with. Or you may be looking for something uh, that uh, to fulfill your dreams. What are the biggest mistakes that you've uh, that you've seen when people buy and sell land? Good question, Lou. Yeah, I think um, some of the biggest mistakes I would say um, we we talked a little bit earlier, you know, about zoning stuff. Um, so so that comes to the top of my mind. Um, the title companies, by the way, make mistakes too. Absolutely. So that's why you get title insurance. Uh, yeah. Uh, and even even title insurance, you know that that uh, just just make sure that that um, if if you need it, you know you get it. I would say um, there there can be problems on chains of title and deeds, so it doesn't hurt to review over those kind of things if you're if you're a detail oriented person. Uh, those are some of the things we run into often. There can be back owed HOA dues or back-owed water sewer bills that title companies won't catch for you. Right. So just make sure you're, you're doing your homework and, and bringing these things up so that way um, you don't get caught with an unexpected bill of a couple thousand bucks that the, the prior um, seller um, didn't make a title company aware of. So um, I would really be watching out for those things. Um, 
depending on what part of the country you're buying in, you know, the wetlands can be a big deal. You know, I've really realized how, how big of a deal that can be, or if there's endangered species in an area that might prevent it. Uh, this was some of the things in the, the Florida episode with Sean that I thought thought were interesting. Um, other big mistakes I think um, that that folks make is make sure that you you get your your address changed. Um, one of the ways we've we've bought and land has been um, because people stop paying their property taxes, and so we end up buying sometimes properties at county auction or properties through tax deed tax lien foreclosure. Um, so um, the, that ends up being an issue sometimes. So keep an eye on those property taxes and make sure to, to change that. Or if, if someone's died, you know, keep up to date on those things because it exactly. can cause you to lose your property. And investors like myself take advantage of, of those situations because no one's stepping up to, to pay the taxes and you pay the county and, and um, you get a property. So um, definitely keeping up on those are super important. What about you, Luke? Can you think of, of any... Uh, major major things maybe I haven't covered that. No, you've no. done a great job, and we've got to kind of end it here. I'm I'm sorry we're going to have to have you back on because you're a fabulous guest, Dave, and I love what you're doing, and I love your website, and your you, I don't I may know one other person that might even be doing something similar uh, that uh, what you guys are doing. You're kind of unique. You kind of got a, a niche marketing thing out there. How, how do they get in touch with you, Dave? Yeah, absolutely. Folks are, are welcome to uh, certainly go to the website, genfanproperties.com. You're welcome to email uh, me, which is contact at genfamproperties.com. Or feel free to call or text me, 775-234-2058. That's 775-234-2058. And you'll find his information on the Let's Talk Land website. It will have his... Uh email address and, of course, his uh, wonderful uh, uh, website, uh, generationfamilyproperties.com. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you for joining us today. Let us know how you like the show. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to suggest, we'd appreciate them. All questions are welcome, and all of our guests may be emailed with your questions as well. This show is for the public and, most importantly, for real estate agents who do not have a source or land education. All of our shows are downloaded after this morning's show on our master website, www.letstalkland.net. It's .net, letstalkland.net. Also, you'll find us on Spotify and Podbean. My email is lou at mylandpro.com. My cell phone number is 336-669-1405. And a special shout-out to our sponsor, landhub.com. If you're looking to buy or sell land, landhub.com previews thousands of properties nationwide. And you don't have to be a realtor. You, if you've got property you want to sell, uh, uh, Kevin uh, will be more than happy to uh, accommodate you. They push out social media. Uh, I get a lot of lot of good leads and, and a lot of exposure through landhub.com. We appreciate their uh, sponsorship. Rodney, how they get in touch with us here? Well, Lou, they can go to our website, go to WKTE1090.com, and also they can download the Simple Radio app and hear us anywhere in the universe, in the world. We've gone from the world to the universe. Yes, yes. It was your idea. Well, it's a big place. I've been looking at stars recently. Yeah, really? Yeah, there's a lot of them out there. So uh, uh, how simple is it to uh, get the Simple Radio app? Pretty, pretty simple. All you do is go to the Simple Radio app. And type in WKTE 1090, and there it pops up, and add it to your favorite list. Uh, and then what do we do? We, we, we just make people happy, right? That's right, because we only play happy, happy music. And what kind of music is that? And that is beach and oldies music. Beach and oldies. Yeah. The best. The best, yeah. So uh, we're running a little contest right now. Yes, you are there. You want to explain it to them? Well, I'll try. We have an incredibly beautiful logo. It's a, the, the, the picture of a wave with our call letters and stuff on it. And we would like someone, if you're artistically talented, to take the existing logo, you must use that, and make it happy. And some examples of that is on our new website we just updated. At the top, you can see an example that our web designer did. 
but uh, you can put letters in, like we're the happy radio show or the station, or you can actually put emojis on there or surfer, anything to express that we only play happy music. That's right. And the contest runs until the end of the month of August, and I'm giving a $500 cash prize in exchange for rights to that logo mm -hmm. because we're going to reincorporate and use that yeah. in all of our marketing and advertising. That's right. So uh, get if on you board got now. a little talented, you know, that's, uh, let's get some stuff in. You can do that through our website, which is WKT1090.com. Hey, thank you for joining us this morning. We'll see you next week.